verse for the message this day is taken from Ephesians 2, specifically these two verses. By, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That is the text. Grace, peace, mercy to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So this past Tuesday, I was having some thoughts, because on Tuesday, it just happened to be one of those days that, in my life, three different people that I'm connected to passed away on the same day. LaVon died at 3.30. Somebody, a grandparent of somebody I went to high school with died some point in the afternoon. And one of my own cousins died um, later that night. And so it got me thinking, for obvious reasons, I'm thinking about death, thinking about funerals. And I was thinking about the way we preach it, where a funeral is preached. Now, first I should say I'm not going to do this, but it's just a hypothetical. When we have a sermon on a funeral, the temptation is to sing incredible praises of the individual who had passed. And I say that as a temptation because for very often in a funeral we want to see proof that the person was saved by their works. Were they good enough to be saved? We want to hear that. And then at some point we want, to hear, we want to match up and say, am I as good as that person? Can I be saved based upon what I have done? I thought it would be kind of intriguing if somebody were to actually, and again, I'm not going to do this, and I don't think I could, but what if somebody actually went up and said, this is how bad this person was. Listen to the way they struggled. Because the reality is, every single one of us, there are things that could be said that we would definitely not want to be said. Because as in that text from Ephesians 2 says, it says that we were dead in sins. We are born dead in our sins and trespasses. Psalm 51 says, the psalmist David says that in, in sin did my mother conceive me. So from conception, we are already in sin. And our sinful nature manifests itself in many and various ways. And the reality is, and this is in that text, which verse 8 and 9, that was her confirmation verse, right? There's a reason why that's a 
That is one of the, that's such a great confirmation verse. Because I guarantee it, any, anybody ever gets that as a confirmation verse? When the pastor gets to that funeral point, he's got an easy sermon, in a sense. Because it, it just preaches the entire Christian life. Because the reality is, is that we are not worthy of salvation. None of us are. We are born in debt from birth. And we are in debt our entire life. We are, there's nothing that we do that is good enough. And the reality is, Levon was a person that was very active in the church in particular. She taught Sunday school, taught confirmation classes. I know in the time that I've been here, that she was at, when she was able to, she went to just about every Bible class she could. And coming to church, I'm pretty certain there was a point where you eventually had to say, you're not going anymore. There's almost probably, there's probably a fight. Because eventually, physically, she couldn't come. But that's what it took for her to stop coming. Which is an incredible thing, act of faith. It's even amazing that this last Tuesday, I was able to give her communion. It is not very, I've had many deaths since I've been here. And it's probably the first, it's the first time I've ever had, been able to give communion to somebody within the last 24 hours of their death. Most people, I'm lucky if I could give them communion in the last week. Because a lot of them are just unresponsive. But within 12 hours, almost exactly, I don't know if you realize, it was almost exactly half a day, because I think I left at about 3.30, and she passed away at 3.30 in the morning. So it was almost exactly 12 hours. And she was able to receive it, and she was responsive. She had her eyes open. But the thing is, is none of that, well, the Lord's Supper saved, but, but none of the things that she did is the reason that she, she is saved. None of the things she did is the reason to have hope. Which is why I've always thought, why I kind of had that thought was, if we went, th- we'd hear that things, we'd think about the way that we have become short, the way that anybody comes short in sin. And when I say anybody, I'm not making light. We're not supposed to go, well, everybody sins. No, it's everybody sins. And that's the reason why the world is the way it is. That's the reason there's death. That's the reason you're going to go to the cemetery and you're going to see the graves of people that you know of the past that are not here. And the thing is, is if there was no sin in the world, there would be no cemeteries. Larry, Larry would be out of a job. I'd be out of a job if there was no sin. Police officers, firefighters, everybody without, would, there's a lot of people that would be without a job if there is no sin, and those are jobs that are good to be without. But because there's sin in the world, those jobs exist. Those realities exist. But it is by grace that you are saved. See, many, many years ago, now I'm going to guess nobody was, not too many people were around for that moment, but almost 90 years ago, up at Zion, Levon was brought to the font. 
when she was a little baby. So any, I don't know if anybody would be here would be old enough to know when she was a baby. But she was brought there. And is there anybody more helpless than a baby? An infant can't walk. They can't talk for themselves. And yet in that helpless state, through the words of the pastor, you hear, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, the death of Jesus, that he, in which he won the forgiveness of sins for the entire world, reached to that moment. See, that's why we have this funeral pall on here. That's why it's white. That's why the Christ candle in our church, if you don't know, the Christ candle is not normally lit at this time of the year. It's not lit again until Christmas. The reason we have it lit on during funerals or a baptism, All Saints Day will also go with that. It'll be lit. Is it's all tying to that moment. That when she was brought there, she received victory. That's why you heard that verse from Romans 6 as that is being laid over. Because she was being claimed as a child of God. That that's, we call it a means of grace because it is in that that God pours his grace on his children. And baptism is a perfect image of it because, like I said, you could do nothing. See, all those works, all those things that Levon did in her life was not the reason she was saved, but it was be- she did it because she was saved. That's the evidence that you know that she had faith. I mean, does any, and do any of you sit there and doubt, I wonder, if, I wonder if my mom or grandma was a Christian. Anybody doubt that? I don't. She had incredible faith, and there was absolutely no doubt in anyone's mind. And that is, all those things are fruits of it. So she was baptized and she lived the Christian faith. She heard God's word. She taught it to others. I'm guessing her kids heard a lot of the Bible at home. And they made sure you were in church. That was all the strengthening of the faith. And I go back to that moment on Tuesday when some of the family was gathered and we were able to give communion. And it's actually a really cool image because in the book of Hebrews it says, you have come to Mount Zion, to the feast, the feast and innumerable gathering, to the assembly of the firstborn made per- to the firstborn and the righteous made perfect, and to the, to the sprinkled blood which speaks louder than the blood of Abel. This is all a reference to the Lord's Supper. And we get it referenced in our liturgy where we say, therefore, the angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing or saying. See, when she had the Lord's Supper, it's kind of like, was Levon a good cook? Did you have some good Thanksgivings and Christmases? Okay, think to one of those big old meals 
Did any of you ever happen? Okay, this is kind of a hopeful. Did any of you ever happen to sneak away food when she wasn't looking? Okay, just checking. I, this doesn't work for, for that. So, a hypothetical situation, or maybe somebody did it, they're not willing to admit it yet. No, I'm just. <laughs> hypothetical situation is that you have that Thanksgiving meal, and you go into the kitchen, and you're smelling, and it smells really, really good. And then she would turn and give you a part, say, you know, I know it's not time to eat yet, but here's a little bit. To just not, I don't know if this would ever happen or if it did ever happen. Just a hypothetical, remember? <laughs> she gives and says, here's a little bit to get a taste of what is to come. That's what the Lord's Supper is. The Lord's Supper is Jesus That was what was happening 12 hours beforehand, almost to the dot. That was, through me, Jesus was saying, LaVon, here is a little taste of what I have in store for you very, very soon. This is just a taste of the big feast, the big banquet that is to come. And you all partook of it. And it's a foretaste of all, for all of us. And the thing that's even the coolest part, so you know that therefore the angels and archangels, all the company of heaven, the company of heaven is anyone that has ever died in the faith. Anyone. So in the, any of the many funerals that I've conducted, her husband Lyle, she was communing with him every time. She took communion on this earth and she's given that foretaste when she would see him again. As well as her parents and anyone else that had died. See, the, tra- the thing is when somebody dies, especially when they're in their 90s or older, not many people get older than 90s, but if they do, We want to say that they lived a long life, which is true. And there is many blessings that come with it. But the thing is, is no matter when someone dies, the sting of death is still there. When someone dies young, we say what, what hope there was for them. If somebody dies older... Raise your hand if, I mean, raise your hand if any of, if, is anybody here older than LaVon was? That means for all of us, we've never been alive when she wasn't. And that's, that makes it hard because you got used to her being there. Get used to her being in the, seeing her in the, there's, there's going to be a place in the house like a chair that she maybe sat in. Or the pictures on the wall or the room that she stayed in. There's going to be all these little memories reminding you that she is gone. And it's for that reason that she should, the way to honor her is to take up the way she was. Be in the faith. Now, I know it, might be, I know it sounds weird because you're having church in a way today. But tomorrow night, we have communion. Or maybe whenever the next time, or maybe you want to wait a few weeks, ideally tomorrow. Because the thing, come, receive the Lord's Supper. Because the thing is, 
On Tuesday, you're communing with your mother. You come tomorrow, you will again be communing with Lavon. She is there around the presence of Jesus. That's what Hebrews 12 is confessing. That's what we've been saying. Anybody, by the way, that therefore the angels and archangels, all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify the glorious name. Anybody heard that before? And then we sing holy, 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 holy. Or we talk about, we confess the communion of saints. That's what we've been confessing most of our lives is that is what's going on. There is the church that you see and there is the church triumphant that you are united to through the body and blood of Jesus. This is where you come to be. This is, this is where you come to be strengthened in God's sacraments, in his word. This is where you are united with the faithful, living, and those who have, passed, who have gone to sleep. This is what God has given us. Until the day comes. Because see, in a little bit, if you listen to the readings when we were out at the cemetery, you'll notice that it talks about sowing the body into the ground. The reason it's sowing, and, and by the way, very relevant for this time of the year. Back in, you know, April, March, sometimes later because of the year that we had, you, people were sowing seeds into the ground. Right now there is a harvest, right? The scriptures talk about the body being sown into the ground. Because that body will rise. It will rise strong. This one will rise strong, mighty, glorious. Just as Jesus rose from the dead, so shall it be for all who have been baptized in his name. Because you see, at conception... We began to die on account of our sin, but in the moment of baptism, eternal life began. And that is what we cling to. There's no easy way to, there's no cure to the grief in the moments. We will have moments of sadness, but we know in the end, actually that will come to an end. Because we will see each other the way we were meant to be. Until that day comes, find strength in God's word. Find strength in your, fellow, in, in your family, in your fellow Christians. Share the stories of what you've done with, that you know of one another, what has happened. Until the time comes, when all sadness, hunger, thirst, scorching heat, blistering cold, because yes, snow's coming around the corner. Remember, that's going to go away. Till that comes, be in his word, just as Levon was. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keeping the one true faith and a life everlasting. Amen. We continue with...
Sorry. <laughs> With him 770, what a friend we have in Jesus.